0: Lime episode seven. Our website's still relevant. Yeah, I don't think that's the right button. We're sorry. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Welcome to Be the Line, a podcast dedicated to helping you stand out. I am the greatest. Be unique. I don't know how to put this, but kind of a big deal. And separate yourself from the pack. There's something wrong with us, something very, very wrong with us. Whether you want to market a business, a brand, or simply yourself, you must be the line. The world has enough lemons. This is developing into a very bad habit. Here's your host, who doesn't play well with others, and has a third grade report card to prove it. Fred Rui. Welcome to episode number seven, Be the Lime. I'm your host, Fred Rui. Today we're talking, our websites still relevant? So uh, last week we spoke about feature creep and why inaction is much worse than no action. So if you're one of those detail-oriented people, Uh, that think it's a good thing and (laughs) obsess about everything regarding your brand or product um, to the point that it actually causes delays and you know that it does, Uh, you might want to go back and listen to that episode. But this week, we're talking about good old-fashioned websites. You know, years ago, we wouldn't be able to say good old-fashioned websites, but now I I think we're pretty safe in saying the Internet's not going anywhere. So we uh, we can talk about it like real adults. Matter of fact, if you have a website or you're building one, uh, at the end of this podcast, or towards the end anyway, at some point I'm going to work in, I'm going to tell you seven things that your site must have, and I'm going to tell you three things that it absolutely shouldn't. But before we get to that, let's talk about them in general, because with all the social media buzz lately, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, the list goes on and on, pick your favorite, what about websites? No one's really talking about websites. Some people actually believe that the time of a, the website is waning, that uh, that you as a business or brand could conceivably go without it completely. So, do you even need a website anymore? And if so, how much of your resources should go towards your website? versus how much should go towards social media. And by the way, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about social media. Uh, you don't have to do all of them, but there's probably one or two that's a good fit for you. So go back and catch that episode if you can. But, you know, so, so how do you divide your time? No matter what size your business is, um, you know, at the end of the day, big or small, you have a problem. Matter of fact, it doesn't matter who you are, man or woman, wealthy or just scraping by, we all have the same problem and that's time. So we have to decide where to allocate our resources, what platform, whether it's websites, whether it's social media, uh, and how you invest that time is important. And, and nobody probably knows that more than you. Today's business owner feels like they're getting pulled in a million different directions. And, and for the most part, they are. Uh, you know, the advancements in technology and the advent of social media was supposed to give us more time. Um, you know, in a lot of cases, I, I really think it's given us less I think we really have far less time, and those of us old enough—and I hate to say that now—those of us old enough to remember a time before computers, we can barely remember what we did without them. Uh, But we, you know, we seem to get along just fine. Uh, And now there are too many things trying to get our attention, and they do so with absolute utmost efficiency. They're very good at getting in our faces, so much so. You know, companies even block sites like Facebook and things like that so their employees are not losing countless hours checking in with friends when they should be working. I mean, there's the big joke when, on the rare occasion that Facebook or Twitter goes down, that the productivity goes up way up within companies. And and I hate to say that that's probably true, uh, but I would be willing to bet the farm that if Facebook went down for a day, the ultimate productivity uh, across the nation would be incredible. Um, you know, but this this no longer works. You know, the employee has pretty much a secret weapon. And that secret weapon is their smartphone, Controlling the office computer network is easily circumvented by the employee simply pulling out their smartphone to check Twitter, Facebook, whatever it may be, all from the palm of their hand. People are distracted by emails and social media and don't even have to be at a computer. So just, just walk into any restaurant and take a look at the people dining. A large number will be checking their phones numerous times you know, during the meal, uh, if not glued to it the entire time. This is the market. We have today. Now I can look at those people around the restaurant and go, "Gosh, you're idiots! You should be talking to each other." You know, you, you know, you see a, a, some parents with their kids, and they're all on their iPhones, iPads, Androids, whatever it may be. Um, and whether I think it's good for society or not, which I do not, uh, is irrelevant. That is the market we have today. This is the market we must deal with. So let's go back to websites and talk about how your marketing message must cut through all the noise and so your customer or potential customer is going through the exact same thing as everyone else they're overwhelmed there's time there's a lot of emails there's a lot of spam there's a lot of banners uh, and your marketing message or building your brand is not only competing against your competitors you're competing against angry birds friends with words and and a countless amount of kitten videos on the on youtube So somehow you need to get your message through all that noise and make the connection. It used to be easy. You you only had to go past your competitors. Now you have to vie for everything that's in somebody's face. And some people spend millions of dollars, some companies, excuse me, spend millions of dollars trying to get the consumer's attention. Um, you know, they, they buy million dollar television ads, so they can you know. But now you got the consumer that can fast forward and and uh, you know through commercials on their DVR. You know, we my wife and I we hardly ever watch you know regular TV anymore. I mean, from the standpoint is that we'll record it. We don't watch a lot of TV to begin with, but there are a couple of our favorite shows, and we'll record them and fast forward through the commercials. Uh, ever since the the um, you know VCR came out and and you know the ability to do that. Uh, you know, so I really think, you know, it's it's getting a challenge for those companies to build their brands. But offline marketing is, I don't want to say dead, but I'm going to say it's nearly dead. Newspapers and magazines are closing their doors left and right. The ones that are surviving have turned to online solutions for a lifeboat. So we've seen several newspapers go online. We've seen several magazines go to online only. The fact of the matter is, like it or not, in today's marketing People are glued to their phones, tablets, and computers. You can buy the largest billboard on the largest corner of the park in your town. Heck, you can put it in Times Square. I don't care. Chances are most of the people walking by were looking down at their phones and never saw your message. So it's kind of the natural evolution in all business marketing was to turn to the internet once, the, once it was you know, obviously not going anywhere. So, and, and I guess you look at kind of the first rule of marketing, right? The first rule of marketing is you go where the people are. So you have to be in the game to have a chance. So let's talk about websites and and why they were so popular. And then let's talk about whether we think there's still some opportunity there or whether we should be focusing elsewhere. And if so, how much elsewhere? So the internet and, and specifically websites has really afforded four incredible gifts to the entrepreneur, if you will. Um, to anybody building a brand, websites are affordable, they 're easy to leverage, they 're very fast to market, and they 're kind of a great equalizer. So let me explain kind of those four concepts you will, if you will, in in opposite order, starting with my favorite. My first one is obviously is a great equalizer, and and I absolutely love this part. You may have five hundred employees making um, i don 't know stuffed unicorns in a factory. And sell your product online. You can have a picture of your building, your staff, a warehouse, a shipping truck, a mail center, and of course, obviously pictures of your, of your stuffed unicorns. At the end of the day, you are competing directly with a stay-at-home mom or dad that has created a four-page website promoting stuffed unicorns and offering the plush toy for sale via an online shopping cart. Everyone is equal on the internet. And and, and you know what? The stay-at-home mom or dad wins. Because in today's world, the stay-at-home mom can actually beat the big company in search rankings, traffic, and even sales. The potential customer does not really care what's behind the website. And they don't even have a clue. They're looking for a connection. They're looking, in this case, to buy a stuffed unicorn and may the best man or woman win. The stay-at-home mom or dad can react fast when it comes to the latest trend or current marketing story. So, so in other words, if, if, if unicorn comes up in the news, let's just say that, I don't know, some, some six-year-old in Arizona swears they saw a unicorn running through the field and all the news crews are there and it's a cute story of the day. So the person that's at home or the small business can literally have a story on their website within minutes while the big corporation still needs to run it by every mid-level manager and their HR department and their legal department, and can we share this? And now if we do share this, what do we have to say? And how should we say it? And do we, do we really want to share news on this? And oh my gosh, and I've been involved in that process, and I've consulted for companies in that process, and it's absolutely maddening. By the time they get together and come to a consensus, the opportunity's gone. So so on the internet, the big marketing teams really give way to the personal opinions of a well-spoken individual. So you're smaller, quicker, stealthier, and you're able to, to react much quicker. But the key, and, and what I'm talking about in this particular one of four areas, is that I don't know. Having a voice is key, and oftentimes big corporations don't even have one. I care more about an individual's opinion of a product that I'm going to purchase then I care about the corporation's opinion of a product I'm going to purchase. So you can always, always, it's a great equalizer. You can always come off just as big as the big guys. So the next thing is speed to market. And, you know, my company that I own um, part of is called Exposure One. And, and we, can, we can build a website in a day, in, in, a, in a couple hours if the content is ready to go. So within hours of going live, I can actually go out and send traffic to the site using a variety of methods that we're going to discuss in you a know, future podcast. But if there's a breaking news topic out there, and I have an established website, I might write a post and be number one on Google in a matter of minutes. Now, I'm probably not going to stay there long because there's going to be someone bigger and faster and better than me. But I can actually get that blip on the radar. There are no committees There's no significant approval process. And I talked about this in the last one. It's just, you know, if I need to make a change to an article within 30 seconds, the rest of the online world has a new article in front of them. Uh, If I want to post an entirely new article or photo or video, you know, time is measured in seconds and minutes, not hours and days now. So this, this speed is important to small business owners for one very big reason large companies cannot move fast. Like I said, they have an approval process. They have several departments to sign off. So you, you don't have those trappings. You're lean. You can turn your ship on a dime and beat the other guys to the deal. So even if you're not competing against a big corporation or you know, you're know you competing against someone or something, speed to market is your ace in the hole when it comes to being current. And that's a big deal. The next part is leverage. Uh, you know, remember in the introduction, I talked about time. And, you know, how valuable it is. And and you don't have time to be on the internet all day. Heck, you probably don't even want to. So you're looking for one action having a variety of outcomes. So if you were to speak to a uh, prospective, prospective, I can't even say the word, prospective customer, uh, one-on-one at a local diner, you might get a deal at the end of the day. Uh, Then again, it might be a huge waste of time. That same speech can be given at a local chamber meeting in front of dozens of people netting you multiple new customers in one effort. So now take that same speech, create a video, put it on the web, put it on your website, and you're in a whole different ball game when it comes to leverage. You're no longer bound by the size of building, you know, uh, seating amount, uh, you know geographic location, Uh, You know, furthermore, you don't have to, you know, pick the time of day. Um, You know, if someone wants to hear your message at nine in the morning, they can. Um, And and it can be a whole lot of people. If someone wants to read your article at 3, 12 a.m. in Hawaii, they can do that as well. Websites are the ultimate workhorse. They're They're the ultimate leverage, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I have a video I did on YouTube that had a million viewers, Now a million one now it's a it's a million twelve thousand or whatever it is right now. So how many a million a million people watching a video that I did? How long would that take for me to go visit in person a million people? It's not like I can book a stadium and have sixty thousand people show up at a shot. I mean I I, I'm sorry. I mean you know granted I think I've got valuable information, but I'm not pulling in that kind of numbers. So it would take a long long time. So you know when you're out to lunch. You know, the website's still working. You'd be amazed at the number of people that check your website in the middle of the night. Now, I'm not a big night person, but if you run a business, you are probably not in your office at 11.30 at night taking calls. Guess what? People are online all hours of the day, even in your own time zone, and your website is ready for them. So with so many items sucking the time out of you, websites give you a leg up when it comes to marketing. So the next thing is affordable. And this is big because there's, there's, there's a lot, you know, the, the days of websites being a financial barrier are gone. Don't let anyone tell you different, okay? When we created Exposure One, the first thing new clients, when they came to us, that we're amazed by, and still are to this day, is that our prices seem really, really low. And they are low. That's not because we couldn't charge more, and it's not because we're not making money, we probably should charge more. The fact of the matter is that most companies out there are still convincing people websites are still so hard to build, and that's just not true. Sure, you can have a very difficult to build site, one with more bells and whistles than than anything ever seen, and for that you can spend big bucks. When you get into you know very technical or very uh, you know accessing databases and things like that, that stuff does get very very expensive. But those are getting more rare. The average business can you know the, the well let me just say that I'll tell you our stuff. The average business site built by our company costs under five hundred dollars. Okay. Some turnkey sites are as low as under 200, but but the average cost is probably 500 to $700 tops. Um, and usually with the 700, that's involving some social media access and some other things that go along with it. So price is no longer a barrier, you know, to a quality, easy to use website. You can even build one yourself. So I say 500 is super affordable, but that's someone else doing it for you. So what's changed that you could even do it yourself? And, and you may not want to. I mean, look, I mean, it, it, it is, it, I'm not saying it's hard and, and I'm not saying it's super easy, but it's it's more easy than not. But then chances are you're gonna want a couple features, which is gonna want you to hire somebody. But you're not paying thousands of dollars for this, whatever your brand is. Um, I've got an article I'm doing later to talk about landing pages and stuff. And there's just some slick stuff out there that is just practically turnkey. But the big difference and I think what really put the power back in the hands of the people as far as being able to make changes and everything is WordPress and, and themes. So WordPress is a foundation that allows users to interact with their site, add new posts, make content changes, post photos, and with with ease. I mean, really, really easy. It exists behind the scenes on a website. So if you've been on the internet, and, and I know you have, um, you've been... On a WordPress site, you probably just didn't know it because it looks like every other site. Matter of fact, the latest numbers uh, I heard was that nearly 20% of all sites on the internet were one on were run on WordPress. Uh, you have a business to promote, not learning complex programming when you want to make a change or addition to your website and WordPress really gives you that power I'm a big big fan you no longer need to call your programmer and pay him 50 bucks for you know to make a change on your website chances are you can do it yourself so of course the existence of WordPress was not alone because like I said that's predominantly you know at its core it's kind of a back-end type thing Um, you know an operating system, if you will, for lack of a better term, and that's really where themes came in. Now, themes are kind of like templates, and they're what the website looks like. So when you go there, it's it's the graphic. It's it's where this article goes on this page, or where this photo goes on that page. Um, it, you, as a word, when you go to a WordPress site, really what you're seeing is you're seeing the theme. You're seeing the layout if you you know themes are the colors, the graphics, the layouts. and there are thousands and thousands of themes to choose from. You can modify these themes with relative ease or get a custom one made. and trust me, whatever you want your site to look like, someone has a theme that is pretty damn close if not right on target. And on the cost of a theme, anywhere from zero to a couple hundred bucks, uh, for the most part, You'll probably spend somewhere around 50 bucks on a nice looking theme that fits your needs. Uh, and I would say a lot of people just, you know, fundamentally just spend nothing. So the days are gone when the big guys ruled the web due to the cost and the barrier of website creation and look and feel and pretty. Um, you know, WordPress and themes was an absolute game changer. Uh, and there and there's a big trend online right now that will dramatically change local businesses and how they're served up online and we talked about the great e so those are the four things so let me let me move forward and talk about something else here a little bit um, before i forget you know is the web too big for small businesses right now because we've got all these tools a lot of websites and many small business owners think the web's too big Um, You know, it's a worldwide web after all. Some owners think that since their business is, is small or medium, they'll get no benefit from a website. And I can tell you that's absolutely false. Everyone benefits by an online presence. You need to have a base to send people to. So I don't care if you're involved in social media. You have to send them back to a website. You know? So if you're on Facebook, you're sending them back to a website and a fan page. If you're on Twitter, you're sending them back to a website. Frankly, at this moment, I suspect I'm preaching to the choir or you wouldn't even be listening to this podcast. But it's worth making sure we're all on the same page. Internet search engines fundamentally have a problem. There's too much stuff out there. So it was real easy when the Internet was small but now you get into these tiny, tiny, subtle nuances of how do, I, how do I show somebody above somebody else? More and more people are searching for what they need and, and they want it now. If someone is living in Wells, Nevada, searches for birthday cakes and gets search results in California uh, or London, uh, the search was a bust. It was an absolute big waste. They want to buy a cake, they don't want to go on a trip. So Google and many of the other search engines are changing how and what results come up when you search. They may not show you the biggest company site. Matter of fact, they probably won't. What, though, not, probably not even the most visited or even the even the most talked about. They're trying to serve up what they believe is the most relevant to what you might be looking for. Now, this is a is both a big change and a big opportunity. Many early adopters, you know, business wise, that have con- concentrated on their websites have taken their local competition by surprise. You know, they saw it coming. If that was you, great. If not, don't worry. There's still plenty of time to put your stake in the ground and capture some market. So, the reason that that probably came even more so was the whole thing about mobile traffic. And you might have heard the term mobile traffic. And for the purpose of this podcast, I want to talk about websites, but I want you to be aware that, you know, there's an important split going on right now. Websites that are being viewed on a computer and websites that are being viewed on a phone. And the mentality and what people are looking for in either case tends to be a little bit different. And I want you to be aware of this because I'm going to mention later when I go over the the seven things that your website has to have. We're going to talk about mobile briefly. Um, And although both those people are looking for something, there could be, depending on what they're looking for, a different urgency in what comes up in the rankings. So to not leave you hanging on the mobile discussion, I'll leave you with this part. Your site at the very least, will need to be mobile-optimized. That means that it looks good on both a computer and a mobile phone. And what I mean is that the user, when, when they have it on their phone, they're not having to zoom into anything, like on an iPhone, pinch and, and make it bigger and stuff like that. There's, it should look good. It should reformat itself. And you can do this, and plenty of different themes and stuff are well, mobile-optimized, but your site better be mobile-optimized. There's just too much of your audience going to your site on the phone that if it looks like your regular site on the computer, only much, much smaller, and they have to zoom in, you're, you're leaving money on the table. Your, ba- your brand is not building then. So we'll talk about those in another episode more. But you know, the bottom line is, when we talk about websites here, can you find people? Your customers, clients, prospective businesses are online, they're on the web. There's no reason, I don't care how good your social media game is, for you not to spend a considerable amount of time on your website. Keep it fresh, keep adding new content related to your area of expertise. Sure, you may have the rare business that offline marketing is the way to go, and, and, and I bet that you know your business would be even bigger if you focus some attention on the online marketing, and that doesn't mean paying for a lot. It doesn't have to be expensive. But I like to think of the website as your home base. And that's where people where you can always refer people back to to check out the website. I'm personally annoyed if I go on the internet and I'm trying to find something about somebody and they don't even have a website. People are using the internet more and more to solve an immediate need. Your business or your product or your brand needs to be easily found and that includes having a website. So they're affordable. They're fast, you can leverage your marketing efforts, and they're a great equalizer. And If you already have a website, then you just need to make sure you're using it to its full potential. And I got to tell you what, most are not even close. Dollar for dollar, there's no better place for you to have a presence in today's market than a website. A website gets you credibility, it gets you 24-hour access, it's a place to showcase your brand and it's an opportunity for lead generation to build your brand you know, via you know, viral or whatever else you want to call it. So before I leave, I want to talk about the speed round. I'm calling it the speed round because I'm not, going to, I'm not going to drill down, but I am going to give you these specific points. I said in the beginning, I would tell you seven things your site must have and three things it shouldn't. So if you already have a website, then mentally start checking these off. Uh, if you don't have a website, then these are absolutely things that you're going to want to have or absolutely not have. So first, I'm going to go over the must-haves. Okay, first, I'm going to go over the the must-haves. Number one, private domain. That means it's wwwfred.com um, or whatever it may be. It is not wwwwordpress.com forward slash your business name. Or www.blogspot.com forward slash your business name, or www.hostprovider.com forward slash your business name. Okay, um, it it needs to be just you, just your business. Okay, and 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 so the domain name needs to be that. It need, you know it needs to be at the very least mobile optimized. Okay, we're still on one. We're still on number one. I'm stuffing in some extra ones, obviously. So private de- domain, and obviously it needs to be needs to be um, mobile optimized. Uh, number two, it needs to be an easy to remember domain uh I had some clients recently that we were working with that I, for the life of me I can't get them to change their domain name and um i'm not gonna I'm not going to um- I'm not gonna out them on this program, but I am going to say that that it is a set of common words that they have intentionally misspelled to be cute and why on earth would you do that? I mean, I get it; it's cute, and, and and it probably was somebody the graphic arts department came up with. But bottom line is, is that if if you say the word, you know, cat, um, for lack of a better term, and and you know, but your website is spelled, you know, K A T T E, I'm never going to find that. So try to come up with an easy-to-remember domain. The shorter, the better. So number one, private domain. In other words, you know, it's not, it's not an extension of somebody else's domain. Uh, number two, must have an easy-to-remember domain. Number three, your phone number and address, if, if address is applicable, needs to be visible and above the fold on the homepage. And probably every page after, but definitely my hot button is the homepage. If I'm on, and by above the fold, I mean I don't have to scroll down. So if I, if I pull up your website and I'm looking at your page, your phone number, address, email, if that's applicable to, to whatever your business is, but that information needs to be above the fold that I'm not having to scroll down for it, okay? It needs to be right out of the gate. Number four, when people come to your website, you have to tell visitors where to go. Um, don't assume, particularly when you start getting a lot of content, I love seeing sites where when I get there, it's like, hey, start here. You know, you get to the site and it says, hey, start here. You know, new to the site, start here. Are you looking for this? Go here. Are you looking for that? Go here. Okay, so tell your visitors where to go, because if you don't, They won't, and just by making that change, there's what's called a bounce rate. People hit your homepage and they just leave; they don't go anywhere. Just by making that changes and telling people where to go, you'll get increased interaction. So that was, I think, number four. Let's see. We did private domain, easy to remember domain, phone number, and address above the fold. Uh, Tell your visitors where to go. Uh, What do I need? Three more. Let's see. Okay. So make it easy to contact you online via a form. Okay, I'm keeping this separate, and this doesn't have to be above the fold, but it's nice, you know. Contact us, which is typically in every single you know method. Every every single site typically has a contact us up there. When they click on that, it goes to a page. Give me multiple ways to contact you, one of which will include an online form. Um, you can use Gravity Forms or something like that. You can use Simple Forms. Uh, if you have a wordpress and basically it just you know allows me to put in my name put in my phone number put in my comments what I have questions for you and hit submit and it goes to you Uh, and it goes into your email box or wherever you want it to go typically it's the email box but make it easy for me to contact you and ask you questions Uh, if I'm sitting and I'm looking at your product your brand your company And I kind of like what I see, but I don't, you know, I have a question and now I'm looking around your site and I'm having to look all over to, you know, maybe I don't want to call anybody. Maybe I just want to submit an email question. I'm a big person about not calling. Um, Believe it or not, I actually, if it's just normal stuff day to day or whatever, I just can send you an email. I just can say, hey, I had a question about this. Does this fit this? Here you go. Here's your email. I I don't want to tie up my time on the phone, um, be on hold, listen to lame music, whatever it may be. So make sure people can contact you phone. You know, give them an email and give them an online form. Uh, Number six, connect with social media. So if you have a website and if you have social media like Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, something like that, make sure that's very obvious. Give them another way to connect with you. They may not have a specific question right now, but they may want to follow you or something. So that's always very, very good. You know, make sure that your social media, you know, it's kind of like this third uh, part credibility that if I see, you know, you've got this and, you know, I don't know, you're not a big company and yet, wow, they, they're on Twitter, they're on Instagram, they're on Facebook. Uh, I might have an impression based on that. Uh, and number seven, always have fresh content. Okay. Always have fresh content. If I keep going back to your site and it's always looking the same and it doesn't look like you're doing anything new um, that, that, you know, that, and this can be a challenge for some companies that really don't have anything new. But it should somehow be freshening up. You know, even if you have the same amount of posts and the same posts on there, you know, so switch them up. So the next week put a different post and highlight a different post at the top and kind of rotate those around a little bit. Have a different photo, whatever it may be. Kind of keep it fresh. If you're writing real content, we're actually gonna do a whole podcast. I'm gonna see if I can get Tracy to actually come on a podcast and, and talk about content marketing where you're actually having fresh content. Remember, I said, you know, the search engines are looking for relevant and they're also looking for recent. So if you're writing some stuff or having somebody write some stuff and it's not expensive to get somebody to write some stuff for you and now you're having fresh, new, relevant content on there, now you're gonna show up in the rankings. Now people, when they come there and they come back, they're gonna be pretty impressed. Okay, three things I absolutely do not want you to do, okay? Number one, do not use flash animation. It is the coolest looking thing, you get there, it's got video, it's going around, it's all this stuff. Do not use flash animation because you know what? Nobody cares. It doesn't work on some operating systems. It definitely doesn't work on mobile phones half the time. Uh, it's a big resource hog. It, it's wasting my time. Do not use flash animation, okay? It's like that little mini movie that plays right out of the gate. Number two, don't have dead links. So if I click on a link and then it's, I get this 404 error, I get an error saying, you know, oh, link not found, blah, blah, blah. Clean that stuff up. Go through your site. If you've got a link going from one page to another page, make sure it works. If you've got a, cl- a link going from that page to another website somewhere, make sure that works. Uh, number three, don't play music. Please don't play music. I got it. I got that you want me to have a nice, warm, friendly feel. You know, when I get to your site and you want to play uh, uh, Enya, uh, you know, elevator music, whatever it may be, Motley Crue, I don't care. Um, don't play music. It's it's annoying to me. I'm going to have 23 tabs open on my computer and I'm not going to know which one the music's coming from. And, and now I'm pissed off. Now I'm trying to find your stop music button and probably the only button I know will stop that music is to close that website. And I am... If I don't see something right out of the gate that's going to turn off that music, that's the first button I'm going for, and now you've lost me. So those are the three things I don't want you to do. So there you go. I think we've established that there's certainly a valuable uh, place for websites. If you don't have one, then I think you absolutely have to have one. It's your base camp. It's where you can send everybody. It's where you can test things. Uh, It's definitely a must-have. So thanks for listening. Next episode, we're going to talk about Easy Bake Ovens. Uh, believe it or not. And um, so we're going to do it in a fun way. I'm actually using it as an example for something in the next show, but I'm calling the show Easy Bake Ovens. And uh, when you get that episode, you'll know exactly why and what I'm talking about. Um, You know, I'm going to talk about if you're selling a product, a process, or an experience. And knowing this makes a big difference in your marketing of your business or your brand. So until then, I'm Fred Rue. And remember, be the lime, the world has enough lemons. You've been listening to Fred Rui on Be The Line. Get even more helpful tips, strategies, and general mayhem online at BeTheLine.com. Until next time, remember, the world has enough lemons. Be The Line.